0: Welcome back to the podcast this week. Our guest is Kimberly de Carrera, and she is a founding uh, member of de Carrera Law and Outside Council. Welcome, Kimberly.
1: Thanks, Gary. Happy to be here.
0: So, Kim, what, what got you into law?
1: Oh, uh, well, I would say it's just something I've always wanted to do. I knew from early on in high school that I wanted to go to law school. So that was my path and I was going to do it, you know, no matter what roadblocks were thrown in front of me.
0: Great. So not only do you have your law degree, you also have a master's in tax and you also have a a master's in business management.
1: Uh, The business management is an undergrad. So that's a bachelor's of science.
0: that's, That's still a lot. Uh, yes,
1: it's still a lot. I've, I've got the three degrees, uh, business management, law, and tax.
0: So what made you, so which one was first?
1: So the undergraduate business management degree. Okay. And I went into law school. And then when I got out of law school, I actually went into practice with my mom, who was a CPA. Okay. And because the fee sharing arrangements between CPAs and lawyers... Uh, you yeah, know, you can't really do that. Right. So the, she wasn't going back to law school. So I was right. going to go get my CPA. So we were serving a lot of the same clients. Uh, she was doing the CPA tax work. I was doing their legal work together. We presented this, you know, kind of one-stop shop for clients. And then, you know, I never actually got my CPA because life gets in the way. Right, And I had a job offer from another law firm. So I uh, decided to kind of detour and get away from that initial um, consulting work that I was doing.
0: So you provide outside counsel to a lot of businesses. Can you tell us about that?
1: Sure. So after a stint in-house as a corporate attorney, uh, when I left that company, I thought I was going to go and look for another job as in, another in-house counsel. And as I was interviewing, I said, you know what? My passion is in helping smaller companies mm-hmm. and mid-market, fast-growing companies. And a lot of times the startups and the even the high growth companies, they either, one, don't have a need for a full-time attorney or they don't have the budget for a full-time attorney, right? It
0: doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: and so I decided that I would offer my services to multiple companies on more of a fractional basis as an outside general counsel. So now these uh, startup companies and these younger companies, they have the advantage of not only dedicated resources, right? But they also have the advantage of, what's everybody else doing out there in the business world, right? right? So I can bring multiple perspectives from different industries or different companies in and say, look, you know, this is how other clients are tackling the same problem. I mean, if you go back a couple of years, think about COVID, right? Everyone was having to deal with COVID policies. Like, how, how's everybody else handling this? How's everybody handling their re- return to work, right? And so all of those questions, you know, a lot of times we were just having to like ask informally other people. Well, here I could bring where multiple uh, companies and how all of them are addressing it in their different ways.
0: Right. So then you're able, but you're able to ma- to mix the tax side of it in, um, which you know lots of times I find that you know it, it, it's sometimes the CPAs try to practice law, which they shouldn't do. Or you have the lawyers who try to to, to practice tax that they shouldn't. Right. Um, so um, I can imagine times when you're helping people, you're having an argument back and forth with yourself because because it is focusing at it at, at at different directions uh, to get this right. Can you can you tell us some about that?
1: Sure. So if you think about it, for a startup business, right, or a lifestyle business. Typically the biggest asset to the tax picture is the business, right? We want to maximize the value there, minimize the tax burden. And as a entrepreneur, as a small business owner, you have a lot of opportunities to structure your business to take advantage of different tax scenarios, right? I mean the most common one that, you know, people start with are retirement plans,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: How do you structure your retirement plan to get that tax deferred uh, income and and value later on in your life? Right. And as a small business owner and an entrepreneur, you can put away a lot of money in these plans that you can't do as a W 2 employee. Right. So, and there's a lot of other, you know, tax scenarios out there everything from buying real estate and the buildings and how you classify your expenses and depreciation and all this other stuff right that we can if we plan ahead of time we can take advantage of Mm -hmm. that you can't necessarily do at the back end right so that's where me really getting to know the business owners their goals what they want out of their life right and what they need if we're structuring things like vehicles and property and retirement and succession planning, all of those go together and that we can maximize the value of the entire operation.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I I find it, um, you know, obviously I help on the tax side of things. Don't try to practice law um but from you know having somebody that has any because again outside counsel coming in and helping with the operating agreements or if you want to bring in a strategic partner and things like that you don't under don't just understand the legal side of it you understand the tax side of it which helps because uh, you know uh, and I hope the lawyers don't take this the wrong way, but lots of times the, the the attorneys understand the 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 law side and things like that, but then the the CPAs understand more the practical side of it because we're kind of in that more day to day. So, you know, with you there, you're you kind of got the best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't even forget about the business side, right? A lot of times, legal gets the uh reputation as the department of no, right, right? right? And I try to avoid that. Now, sometimes you just have to file out and say, no, you cannot do this. Right. But there are times when I go, you shouldn't do it this way or you can't do it this way, but what are your goals? And let's figure out a way that we can get this accomplished, right? And a lot of times that involves a lot of trust between myself and the business owner, right? or the executive team, the management team, to say, okay, what are our goals? How are we trying to maximize the value here? What is, you know, what's the end look like? Now let's structure a way using both the legal a- avenues and the tax strategies to come up with the highest value at the end of this project.
0: Yeah, I mean, cause I know w- we run into, um... You know, business owners that want to add additional businesses and have their their existing company own the other companies and stuff. And there's a lot of rules around who can own what and and so forth. But then also selling off part of your business or a segment of your business Um, from a, um, you know, kind of the the legal tax side of that, um, what... I guess, what recommendations do you have for somebody uh, when it comes to taking and, and looking at selling off a segment of your business?
1: First of all, know that it starts long before that sale, right? We're talking like at least three, if not five years before that sale happens that you need to start preparing. Everything from your corporate documents, that LLC and things like that, having your contracts in place, but we're also talking about things like you need to show profit in your company, right? Which is when you talk about tax strategies, usually you're talking about trying to minimize your taxable income, right? But we need to show that profit, which means taxes, right? If you're going to sell, because that's where you're going to get the value is by showing long-term profit. Right. Right. Uh, Also, Yes. Having favorable vendor contracts with termination clauses or early exit clauses, uh, having um, good management teams in place that they want to stick with it, having good customer relationships where they're sticky, they're hard to leave, right? Again, ticking and tying all those contracts, making sure that they're tight um, and that the, the relationships are strong right? But you don't necessarily want it with the owner that's about to leave, right? right. You want it with the company. So those are all definitely long-term things that have to happen before you get the maximum value out of a sale.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think lots of times, you know, looking at it that way, um, and I think lots of times that's the difference between owning a job and owning a business. Um, and I think lots of times business owners don't, don't look at that. It's like, oh, Everybody, everybody thinks that they have this great business, but, um, you know, there's a book out, your baby's ugly. And it's, it's one of those things that, that looking at it, it's like, you know, you really have to look, look inside because if you can't walk away from the business for a month, two months or whatever it is, and it run itself with your team that you put in place, then really do you have a saleable asset?
1: Right. Yeah. And it's important also to get your personal expenses out of the business, right? Because that's something that's always going to be added back. And the other thing is, as a business owner, you have to prepare for a life outside of this business. Right. Right. Whether that is other entrepreneurial, you know, ventures that you're going to take on or other hobbies or family or travel, whatever it is. You, the business can't be your entire life, right? Otherwise, really, when it comes down to the sale, when you have to sign on that dotted line, you're not going to be able to, you're going to delay it, you're going to push it out or you're going to regret it, right? Right? And we don't want that, right? Because then you're going to have problems with the transition, probably your earnout, things like that, that, are going to take away from the value of your sale.
0: Yeah. I think what I always try to 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 tell owners before they look at the sale is figure out okay, truly how much money do you need to walk away with to be happy with this because 9 times out of 10 you're not going to get what you want for the company and then once you get done paying all your taxes on it because you haven't done the proper planning you're not going to have nearly as much as you think you're going to have. Um, and and I, this just happens all the time. Um, even to people who do some, do some planning with it, are shocked at the amount of taxes that they're paying when they exit. Um, I guess from a, what is kind of the, the biggest mistake that you're seeing business owners make, um, you know, when, when they're going into business?
1: I think that the biggest mistake will probably have to be going in with bad business partners, right? You should treat this like a marriage. If you're going in with partners and you should sit down and you should have everything clearly laid out, use that operating agreement where you negotiate it. And to really think about that, like a prenup, right? About, Things like, how are you going to exit the business? How are you going to make decisions? How are you spending money? What are your goals individually and collectively? And really think through all of that going into the business, right? right? Because you think that divorces, like, you know, for marriages and personal relationships are bad. Let me tell you some horror stories about some business divorces and those business breakups. I mean, they are just as emotional and petty and, uh, you know, horrible, disruptive to the business, to the individual, um, that, you know, a little bit, even just a little bit of pre-planning can avoid a lot of those problems.
0: Yeah, I, I It's funny you say, you know, talk about the operating agreement and stuff like that. And it's like the number of businesses that don't have that. Um, Because again, just like going into a marriage, you don't talk about a lot of the stuff. You just, okay, yeah, we can get this started. We can do that. I'm going to do this. You're going to do that. And boom, they're off and started. And then you don't need that operating agreement until you need it. And then at that point, it's too late.
1: Yeah. For the solopreneurs or the individual owners that are starting a business, their biggest mistake is not having a succession planning or an you know an incident plan case of emergency however you want to call it about who's going to write the checks who's going to keep this business going or who's going to shut it down if something happens to you and you can't do it yourself right that's a very important thing that a lot of business owners, individually or as a partnership or multiple owners they don't consider right and it ends up with you know it can destroy your customers and your vendors your employees um and even your own family if they were you know relying on the value of this business to keep going after you have passed on
0: yeah yeah i i think it's You know, as (laughs) I'm going to say, you know, as as adults, lots of times and as business owners, lots of times we think that we're going to be here forever and that's just not the way it is. Um, you know, so it, 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 you know, again, everything that I'm hearing you say is planning, 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 planning. And, and that's really what, what everybody needs to do for sure. Um, what have I not asked you that you wish I had? And I know that's going to cover a, a lot <laughs> of areas uh, because of everything that you do covers so much. So there, there, there's a ton there. So okay. what, uh, what specifically?
1: Let's see. I would say probably you. know, You talked about planning. You know, we've talked about that a lot, but also education. Mm-hmm. right? You don't know what you don't know, yeah. right? That is going to be the hardest part about starting a business. And that's why my relationship with my clients is so important because I bring a lot of that um kind of business expertise from a lot of different businesses to help my clients. And it's about that relationship, right? right. So that I know what your goals are, and what you're trying to get done so that I can help you accomplish that. But it's also, I understand that a lot of business owners, particularly in 2023, don't want to invest in that type of relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Or they can't afford to, right? So what I'm actually working on that's launching this month is a program that I'm calling Springboard Legal That's going to be courses for business owners. So different questions that you need to be able to ask or know some basic information. So even if you do have a relationship with an attorney or advisors like myself, that I'm not spending an hour teaching you about LLCs, right? You can go take a smaller investment and go take this course or read these materials and then we can talk about just the like decision points during an hour together. So the it's a lot more value added to that conversation right. rather than me repeating the same questions and the same information time and time again. So thing LLCs, copyrights, contracts, employment law, privacy, all of those fun things that we have to do in business, but you don't even know where to start, or you don't even know the questions to
0: ask, right? And I, and that's what I find most of the time. They don't know the questions to ask. It it really is, and I think that, that that would be something good for somebody to to look at and take before they decide to go into business. Because many times, you know, again, they don't know the questions to ask. They don't even know where to start. So, you know, getting a little bit of that that knowledge will help them go a long way.
1: And I also want to remind people that are thinking about going into business, having your own business is great. Mm -hmm. It's also some of the hardest work and you will work more hours than you ever did as an employee, particularly at the beginning as you're trying to get things going. Because you hear things like the four hour work week and these lifestyle businesses where you don't work like hardly at all. It's all passive income. That's after years of working to get to that point, right? Like in the first year, if you can take a vacation, you've done awesome, (laughs) right? Um, If you can, you know, step away for like a long weekend, that's a success in your first year of business. And so, you know, that's that mental mindset of this is a grind. This is hard work. We're going to hopefully get to the riches at the end of the rainbow. But we got to like, Go down and do all the hard work to get there,
0: right, right I agree a hundred percent It's not easy, but it's definitely it definitely has its rewards. that's for sure, yes, so Kimberly, if people like what they hear and they want to talk to you um or, or even see the the your coming springboard, how can they reach you? How can they find you
1: so the my website is dequeralaw dot d e c a r r E-R-A-L-A-W dot com. And there's a contact form on there. You can email me at Kimberly at decreare and give me a call. Um, I will say that I probably will go to voicemail and I'll call you back when I'm off my uh, my next call. But um, but those are the best ways to reach me is is typically um, on my website or via email.
0: Great, great. We really appreciate your time today and your wisdom with this. Um, you know, you you've done a lot uh, with your clients, and you know, I'm sure that they're very successful now because of what you've done for them.
1: Thanks, Gary. It's been great talking to you today.
0: Great, thank you. This week, our guest was Kimberly D. Carrera with D. Carrera Law. I will see you guys next week.
1: This show has been produced by Market Domination LLC.